Welcome to Disarming Persuasion, the podcast for sales and business leadership professionals. My name is Dave Rosenberg, and I am the founder and principal at Locked On Leadership, a consulting firm with a mission to replace Thank God It's Friday with Thank God It's Monday. And I'm Ann Bonney, redhead impersonator and an expert in change management and leadership that people want to follow. Okay, Ann. What are we going to talk about today? All right. Trust me, Dave. This is going to be a good one. You ready? Um, can I? What do you mean, can I? Can I trust you? That's exactly what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the importance of trusting other people and trusting ourselves. I'm not sure. Trust me here, Dave. It's going to be good. I'm not sure if this is a good idea. All right. All right. You know what? I don't know if I trust you, but we're going to do it anyway. But you're going to trust me. I'm going to trust you. And then as we talked about last week, he can be the villain or the victim next week. If it doesn't go well, he can be like, hey, it was Ann's idea. I think I'm so already the, the victim of something. <laughs> I think you're already regretting this. So this came up to me recently a bunch of different times. And on Dancing in the Discomfort Zone podcast, I just talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I, I ran a marathon, a half marathon with a friend of mine. Haven't done one in a while. My training was spotty because running in the snow makes me sad. And I needed to just be able to trust my body and my experience to be able to take me through it. So and first, how first, and, first, what was your time? I don't remember, but I finished the whole thing with my friend, which was my goal. So it was a giant success. Awesome. That's yes. High fives. Yep. High fives. High fives. Thank you. There you go. All right. Um but the key was I was feeling really, and, and, you know, yeah, I was feeling really self-conscious about showing up at the starting line because I wasn't quote unquote ready the way I've been ready in the past. And so I didn't know if I could do it, but I said, you know what, Ann, here's the scoop. Walk into the situation, trust your experience, trust your, um, the body that you have left <laughs> after sitting around for two years in the pandemic. and. Also, you have a, another plan and trust that at any point you can stop and walk. Any point you can sit down and stop if you want. And by just having that little moment with myself, I was able to trust myself to complete this race. Well, congratulations on, on completing the race. Thank you. And, and you know, uh, I am happy for you, but what does this have to do with persuasion? And so when you you know, I have to go persuade somebody you don't believe in your own confidence. You kind of have to trust your competence, your experience, your past work that you've done to get you to this point when you're not feeling so confident. So you can portray that confidence effectively and persuade your team or your client or whatever. And that makes perfect sense to me. I mean, if, if you don't believe in yourself, how is somebody else going to believe in you? It really comes down to that. But everybody has that voice of doubt in their head that says, you're not ready. You're new on the team. They won't believe in you because you're a girl or you should have worn a suit instead of this sport coat. You know, I mean, we all have those those negative voices of doubt that but they're protective. It's trying to keep us alive, which is great. And 
it can undermine your confidence. And so being able to trust yourself is a big piece. No, absolutely. I I agree. Then the question becomes, because we do all have that. And I, I mean, I know, you know, personally, I've always just sort of barreled through that. In other words, when, when, when it's showtime, the show must go on and, you know, I just show up. Um, and I'm not trying to say like pat me on the back because I'm not saying that those niggling doubts weren't there, but I just sort of plowed through them. Part of it for me was, I think, not, I think I know, um, the, the way we were brought up in the Navy as Naval officers, right. You know, you just, you can't sit there and go, I don't believe in my ability when you've got a MIG coming at you or whatever the other bad guys called. Yeah. MIG is fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. I watched Top Gun. You said that with confidence was good. Um, Top Gun. But right. If you, if you don't, if you don't be decisive, even if you're unsure, right. And of course, nothing, nothing is going to make you watch any movie and i don't care that it's hollywood that shows um like the cane mutiny or, or anything like that right or you've never seen the cane mutiny i don't think i have i should though mutiny on the bounty there's a couple good ones out any there, mutiny but, movie yeah any mutiny movie you know okay <laughs> it, 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 if if you show weakness at all they're all over you now and it, and it doesn't mean you're not vulnerable right it doesn't mean you you're not welcoming them into the conversation but it means I'm coming at this with an understanding of where I am. I've thought about it. I've experienced it. And here's my opinion. Right. And it's understanding that you can be confident and solicit opinions. You could be yes. confident and not know all the answers. You can be confident and collaborative. Right. In fact, I confidently don't know all the answers. I'm confident <laughs> about that. Right. But you're confident about the answers you do have. Right. And you know, one of the challenges, and this I'm being sincere, I'm actually not joking about this. One of the challenges I've had uh, as an adult, um, probably not as much today as you know, 10, 15 years ago, is I would say things that was my best guess, right? And people would ask me, and I would say something like, well, I don't really know, but here's what I suspect and why. Mm-hmm. And people would hear that, but what they would hear is, this is the answer Mm. because I would say it with such confidence. Yeah. Right. Well, right. Exactly. Well, and that's half, that's a completely, we could talk about confidence on this and, and projecting confidence and how to do that. But that is a great way to build trust with other people. You know, when they hear confidence, especially again, because that negative voice, protective voice is going off in our head, doubting ourselves. If somebody sounds confident, we're like, Oh, well, that must be the case. That makes sense. Let's go with that. Right. We all want leaders who are going to help us survive. I've said this right. many, many times. So leadership is, is really, folks, is nothing more than survival. People want to know they can survive. And we pick and have chosen leaders for 300,000 years because we believe that they will help us survive. And when somebody speaks with confidence, psychologically, we go, okay, they know what they're talking about. I don't because we have that subconscious, you know, whatever. And then we start listening to them sometimes to our detriment. Mm-hmm. In fact, this is folks, how con artists, you know, again, let's talk about yes. the art side, but this is why con artists are so successful because they say things with the utmost confidence. And I'm they also it. play to that negative voice in your head. 
Right. But that's why it's called a confidence man, because they have mm. confidence. Mm, there it is. Yeah. So what do you recommend, Ann, for those folks who aren't like you and me, who, you know. You mean us, us uh, I almost said snowplow. Uh, well, hair does kind of look like a snowplow. I do kind of look like a snowplow. Uh, we, oh, anyway, I won't think of the word. Yes. What do we recommend for other people who need to trust themselves? I like to keep a either a written or just a mental list of my strengths of my abilities, of my accomplishments. Not that I'm going to walk around at parties saying, oh my God, you're not going to believe how great I am at parallel parking. I can write the best emails and my lemon cheesecake is to die for. You're not going to run around bragging about this stuff. But by having this list and this knowledge of your own strengths, your own experiences, your own education, the things you know, the things you've worked towards, in those moments of self-doubt, when you don't want to trust yourself, being able to say, hey, I've done this before. I know how to do this. I've thought about this. I'm ready for this. Or I've been successful at this before. Yeah. It's funny you said that. I can't, when, when I started this business um, in 2015, and I had the conversation with my wife about starting another business on my own, which was the first time I had ever actually talked to her about starting a business as opposed to just starting the business. <laughs> but you know, what I said to her, say, listen, when I bet on me in the past, it has paid off. But there's a challenge here because, well, there are, I don't know, 50% of people are like us, right? Where by that, you know, we, we, we look to and hold our accomplishments and, and, you know, we have a healthy memory of that, maybe for some an unhealthy, and we've all known those people who think everything they touch turns to gold, but, you know, from your perspective, not always, right? We all know that person. Putting that aside, though, there's also people who their perspective of themselves is everything turns to lead, everything turns to ashes, everything turns to dust. And I, I don't have that background, what do I do then? How do I gain confidence when I know everything I do is garbage? You ask other people. Yeah. And sometimes that works. And what I have found is a lot of times people who are that negative, they, they oh, you're just saying that. Yeah, right. They won't listen. Right. Here's, a, here's an exercise, though, um, that I discovered many, many years ago. Uh, my first wife was going through some challenges and she went through some therapy and uh, this was one of the exercises. Before you engage in whatever evolution you're going to engage in, write down what you think is going to happen, which is going to be probably worst case bad, mm -hmm. right? Because that's the way this particular individual's brain thinks. Do the evolution. And when I say evolution, folks, I know it's a military Navy term, right? So maybe you're going to a party, maybe you're throwing a party, right? That's an evolution. It's just an event, a thing a happening, okay? You know, maybe it's... Uh, um, rolling out a new product. Maybe it's making a sales call. Right? Those are all just evolutions. It's just this thing that happens. Um, when you're done, do a post-mortem against your prediction. And what I can guarantee 100% of the time, and I don't do 100% guarantees, it will never have turned out as bad as you feared. Mm. May not turn out as good as you wanted it to, because, but it will always be better than you feared. And what will happen is you'll start to recalibrate your expectations in the face of certainty. So you're saying doing this sort of after action report over and over and over 
So you can continue to see, oh, my doom my and gloom thing right. isn't as bad as it, it is. Yeah. It never comes. It's never my worst fear. Maybe I'm better than that. Right. That's what starts happening. Wait a second. You know, I've done this five times. Every time I predicted like the end of the earth and we're still around. Huh. Maybe I'm better than that. And that eventually you'll tip over to where your expectations all of a sudden are that good things are going to happen because good things do happen. Mm. Love it. Love it. I hadn't thought of that. Cause again, I'm bulldozer. That's what I was trying to think of. I'm not a snowplow. I'm a bulldozer. <laughs> well, I like that better because a snowplow can rarely be a bulldozer, but a bulldozer can be a snowplow. Right. It can move anything. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's, and that's great. And, and the other way to think about this trusting thing is trusting other people. And you brought it up there with trusting that person who's telling you, you know, that what you do well and you're like, oh, you're just saying that. Right. And what other way this came up for me, I took a breath work session and I knew nothing about breath work and this is psychedelic breath work. So this is going into your mind, just using breathing and when you tell me you're going to possibly have a psychedelic journey and go back in time and relive some of the terrible times in your life, or you're going to have a very physical, you know, you start to kind of freak out. Same thing when I went skydiving for the first time. I woke up that morning going, this is awful. This is terrible. We're not going to survive. This is awful. And I needed to put my... Tr May I say you look fantastic for a pancake? Thank you. The skydive, no shoot. Pancake. Yeah, but I had a shoot. I had it, some person tied to my back. And it opened. Right. And it worked. Right. I guess you're not a pancake. No. But I'd make a great looking pancake. I think I'd be like a chocolate chip pancake. But anyway, no, rainbow sprinkles. Anyway, my point was I woke up that morning freaking out saying skydiving is a bad idea. Jumping out of a plane is a bad idea. This seems logical. And the guy who's going to be strapped to my back wouldn't have showed up for work today if this was a bad idea. I need to trust him. Same thing with the breathwork session. I'm about to go into this psychedelic thing in a room full of people I don't know and things that I don't know what's going to happen. I trusted Shelly. And we've talked a lot on this show about building trust in us. But what about being able to trust other people. Well, you know, you're absolutely right. If I not just trust myself and show up with confidence, but when I have the confidence to trust somebody else, that will enable me to be much more persuasive. You know, and folks go, well, how, how does that work? Because it connects you to people, right? Think about it for yourself. When somebody shows you the courtesy of trusting you, can you watch my kid for an hour? Okay. Then if they say something to you, like, you know, we should, you should might want to consider why you actually give a serious consideration because there's a connection there. And, and what they're saying when they're trusting you with something is I believe in the value you can bring me here. You talked earlier about, you know, leadership is about, you know, making people survive, right? These days in modern times, we don't have saber-toothed tigers and, you know, 
antelope running around where we get our food. I go to the grocery store, good to go. I pick my leader by who cares about me and what's best for me. And part of that is valuing what I bring to the table. And so in in that situation with Shelly, I trusted her experience with breath work and said, I trust you. Let's do this. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to go off on a breath work tangent, but as you know, I've also done some and what an experience. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. um, Sorry, I had another thought in my head and it disappeared. Oh, well, right. When you say people who, uh, you know, leaders who, um, how did you phrase that? It's just gone from my head. Just rewind three minutes. What is it you said about value what you bring to the table? Value what you bring to the table. They care about what's best for you. They, they have care about what's best for you, right? That is survival. Yeah, I mean, right. You think about it, right? That is survival because if if two hundred thousand years ago and we're in a tribe and I don't care what's best for you, then I'm going to say, yeah, go go walk in that rickety bridge first, and if you fall into the you know chasm, we'll know to go around. I'm probably not the leader for you. Yeah. Right. Right. But but translating that to modern day. It's, it's when I say, hey, I trust you to do this project, or I trust you to take this new client, or I think you're out of your training and ready to take this on. I trust you to do that. That, again, goes back to similar to what we were talking about last week about that whole triangle. You become the coach. They become that creator. You've empowered them, and your ability to persuade is going to be a lot stronger because you're willing to let go of control let go of your distrust and your suspicion and your belief that they won't ever do anything right and trust them to do something. Right. If, if I say, I trust you to take this client to lunch, what I'm really saying is I trust you to not screw this up, right. which means my life won't be impacted. Right. And so I know you're going to do it. It's going to be a win-win for everybody. And now, the next time I ask you to do something or ask you to consider a different perspective, you go, you know what? He's got my best interest at heart. He's proven that already. Yes, right. They're more willing to trust us when we have trusted them. And this goes back to another comment I made last week, which is a team, your team is a reflection on you. Uh, you know, what you like about them, you like about yourself, or what you dislike about them, you dislike about yourself. If you trust them, you trust they yourself trust you. yeah, and they will trust you. And they'll trust themselves because right. oftentimes when we talked about earlier, when we don't trust ourselves, but we start to see somebody else trusting us, showing our value, you, you know, bringing us along because we bring value to the table, we start to trust ourselves more. So if you need that empowered team by trusting them, it shows you've got value here, whether you believe it or not. And sometimes building that confidence comes from borrowed belief. It's funny. You're making me now think back, as I mentioned, uh, you know, before the show is at a, a four day retreat um, mm-hmm. recently, and I was put in a position where I was talking to potential newcomers about my experience, right? And I was trusted to have that conversation. Now, this was the challenge, right? As you know, um, our coach, our coach, this is not a hard sell, doesn't want everybody in there. So I'm not trying to sell somebody on joining at all. Mm -hmm. You really didn't want to do that. And I, I needed to make sure, and I was very careful to make sure I was candid about my experience not spinning it or 
This was my experience and this was my experience. And it may not be your experience and not try to sell. And the, the, the trust that Michelle showed in me, you know, is tremendous. And well, and by trusting you, she was also trusting herself because she'd spent a year with you as your coach. So she, ba- and this is what parents have to do all the time, right? When kids leave the nest, you have to say, I trust myself that I've done a good job with this. And that's essentially what Michelle was doing, kicking you out of the nest saying, I trust that this person has de- been developed to appropriately handle represent to yeah. handle the situation. Yeah, exactly. And it was a great feeling, right? Yeah. And of course, it means I'm that much more inclined. And I've, obviously with Michelle, I wouldn't have picked her as a coach if I wasn't inclined to listen to her. And it just reinforces that. Right. And that's a huge thing. When we trust other people, it makes them feel like a million bucks. It makes them want to do well for us. It makes that, uh, them want to stick around. It makes them want to be a part of this team. And as in the, today's workforce, we're talking about serious staffing shortages. And that intrinsic feeling of, I am valuable, I am valued, I am trusted, is way better than any bonus. I'm not going to leave that for one more dollar an hour across the street. Right. And it's funny. We used to see that at the moving company where guys would leave leave us for 50 cents an hour more and come back. Right. Yeah. Because the environment wasn't the same. Exactly. And- you know, this is why, you know, in my book, I talk about delegation as developing esteem and one of the critical, critical uh, skills of, of a leader. And in fact, you've just convinced me it's something I've been toying with and you'll hear it here first. I don't have a date yet, folks, but stay tuned because I am going to host a free delegate or die Ooh. masterclass. Nice. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get together. We'll talk about um, recommendations on better ways to delegate, effective delegation, what you should delegate, what maybe you should consider not delegating. Yes. You know, and, and, and how to do it in the most effective way. Well, and that's so important with delegation and it's and it all comes down to trusting somebody to do the job that they're there to do, you know, like understanding it is really, imp- you have to trust. You have to let go of control. You have to let go of your way all the time. And that's hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've I've said this before on the show. I've said this to clients. There's more than one right way. As long as it's done a right way, it doesn't have to be your right way. Right, right. And that requires trust. So how do you help people? How do you recommend people start to build that ability to trust other people? I mean, it starts off like anything else, small. Give them small things to do very clear, you know, uh, be, be, be really clear on what you expect them to do, when you expect it to get done, what, what success looks like. Don't, don't overcommit, you know, and then, you know, and I talk, I'll talk about this more in, in a delegate or die uh, masterclass, but you know, when you delegate something to somebody, make sure you're periodically checking in with them, not to tell them how to do it. That's a huge mistake. If you're telling them exactly what to do, how to do it, then they're just a a robot. You Mm -hmm. want to tell them, you know, check in what have they done. And then using that coaching method we talked about, ask them questions to guide them to the things they may not be thinking about. Yes, absolutely. And where does this come in in sales? Trusting others. Well, 
candidly, if you're selling in a team, you have to trust the other person is going to. Yes, do that's huge. And I've been on the team where the uh, sales you know, team where the other pieces don't trust each other. And it's a disaster. Yeah. I, I, I disliked selling in teams with most people just because, you know, they're not on the same page. And when you're tell, selling on a team with somebody who is on the same page, it's, it's really phenomenal because they'll oh, see. Oh, it's amazing. Things, yeah. yeah they'll, they'll see things you don't and vice versa. And you trust each other. When somebody goes off in a direction, you're like, okay, I missed something. It's not like sucks. Where are they going? It's I missed something. Let me focus. Well, and, yeah. And this goes back to trusting your team where when you do have that trust, you tend to say not they screwed something up, but I must have missed something. Let me go ask them what's going on yeah. because you've built that, that trust and respect with each other. And, and mm. the, other, the other place, and I will probably wrap with this. The other place is the client themselves. I, I like to, you know, I've always said you have to earn the right to the next step. Right. And when I was in sales, I guess we're always in sales. Right. So you don't just like, uh, oh, let me let me. What do you need? Yeah, sure. OK, let me give you a proposal. OK, let me you know. Right. They haven't earned it. Right. So ask them to do things. Trust that they're going to do them. Of course, if they're if they disappoint you, then there's information there for you as well. Right. Exactly. And, and at the same time, trust there may be a good reason. Right. You got to hold them both and, and explore that. Right. So don't make that assumption. Love it. Yep. So important in building those long-term relationships. Cause again, we're not transactional. Most of the time when we're trying to persuade, we're not only trying to get what we want in the moment, but to build that long-term relationship. And by trusting yourself and trusting others, even when it's uncomfortable, much more likely to get there. Yeah. And if it doesn't, you didn't want it in the first place. Perhaps. Or you didn't let go. Now there's other times not to trust each other people, but you know, it's a judgment call and you know what I'm talking about there. We don't need to go into that. Absolutely. I don't think we have trust us. We don't have time. Right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for joining us this week. We'll see you next week. See you then. That concludes another episode of Disarming Persuasion. This is Dave Rosenberg, and you can find my website at LockedOnLeadership.com. And this is Ann Bonnie at yourchangespeaker.com. Remember, if they fail to make a decision, you failed to disarm them. Yeah.